Hi, I'm Melinda. And I'm Raphael. And we're the Colognes. We are a married couple running a successful professional services marketing agency that is focused on providing support services to AEC and CRE firms. We're excited to now be expanding our ability to connect with marketing and business development leaders through this podcast. Our mission is to provide as much value as we can and offer our suggestions on relevant tools and resources. Join us where we'll interview experts, cover solutions to your marketing challenges, and share our take on how to combat bottlenecks in your marketing efforts. Sprinkled with some laughs and and some good, good, clean clean fun. fun. Today's topic is really just kind of taking a deeper dive into communications, but specifically public relations and how to develop a communication strategy that makes sense for today's world, because there's a lot has changed. Gone are the days of having as in newspapers, and even though there are some markets that actually focus on that, but more and more we're focusing on the digital and and really kind of creating something that is all-inclusive of all different types of mediums. So we had to find an expert, and we have our friend Wendy, who is here going to talk about developing a communication strategy. What does that look like? And, and, and share a little bit more about who she is. So welcome, Wendy. So glad to be here. And expert is a very strong word, but I do my best to provide some insight and and hopefully your listeners can um, keep a couple takeaways that they can use in their businesses. Well, Wendy, for those who are just um, tuning in uh, just for the episode, I just wanted to go over a little bio uh, we put together based on the social media. So Wendy is a founder and lead strategist of Jarrell Communications. Founded in 2018, Jarrell Communications is an award-winning social impact agency that works with world class world changers to amplify their stories the agency's work includes clients on the front lines of affordable housing education health and wellness race equity and social justice and among the many things wendy specializes in are in the areas of strategic communications public relations marketing and brand storytelling Wendy has offered commentary to national and international media outlets including canada's cbc news she currently serves as president of the Orlando Region Chapter of Public Relations Society of America. So congrats on that. Serves as a board member and volunteer for the Joe R. Lee Boys and Girls Club of Eatonville, Florida. He has earned an MBA from Rollins College and a BA in Mass Communications from Bethune-Cookman University, which named her as an 40 under 40 honoree. In 2021, she was also named to the Orlando Magazine's Women of the Year list. Happy and glad to have you here, and we're here to soak up that knowledge that you have for us. Thank you. It's always weird uh, when someone by you, but I but I appreciate that, and I'm glad to be here. I'm ready to jump right in. So one thing that I that I when we were doing our research and just like looking back at your your story and just like under getting understanding of who you are and how you led up to you know getting accredited and working in this specific space and niching down to a target audience. What are you passionate about? What are some things that you're passionate about that help you drive a good solution for your customers? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started my career, I started at a full service agency. For those who aren't familiar, if you're if you're in PR and you start at an agency, you're going to get exposed to a number of different industries. And that was very much my experience. So I got a little bit of taste, so to speak, of hospitality, real estate, um, uh, tourism, dining, the nonprofit sector. And 
I very quickly realized that I had a passion for working with organizations who, who I like to call world changers. You know, they're making social and economic impact within our community. And this this isn't only nonprofits, right? Um, if you're a for-profit organization and you have a CSR or a DNI component and you're trying to go beyond the bottom line, that's where I gravitated toward. Uh, toward. And communications, from a theoretical standpoint, looks the same no matter what industry you're in, right? And so once I found that that's where I wanted to be, I hightailed it, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to almost like shed off what isn't isn't really speaking that language that you're connected to, to really hone in on, okay, this is how I can show up. This is how I can provide value and service and connecting the dots for clients. Because if you look at it from the marketing professional side, the communications professional side, it looks the same. But from the audience standpoint, it's completely different. And so trying to make sure that people understand how to to connect the dots and communicate the delivery up of solutions is where you become, you know, more expert than not. <laughs> we'll say that we're more <laughs> expert. <laughs> so I know some of our audience members are thinking as it relates to the built industry, the commercial real estate space, what are some things that you find when you're working with clients, both on the non and for-profit side that we can start to talk about that have changed in the last couple of years? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> even if we're talking strictly social, I feel like Zuckerberg changes something on the back end. Like every Monday, there's something new that we have to learn. But just from an industry-wide perspective, I think as a professional, we are, I don't want to use the word forced, but it is so important that we approach what we do with an integrated lens. And what I mean is if you're in the PR lane, you can't only be thinking about PR. You know, if you're on the social team, you can't only be thinking about social. We have to be more comprehensive in our approach because our audience, they're getting their information in different ways. They're getting their news in different ways. So gone are the days where you can say our target audience is they're only reading the Orlando Sentinel. Probably not the case, right? They might be scanning twi Twitter first thing in the morning first to see what's trending. Then they may hop onto their digital issue, right, of the Sentinel. I don't know who, if, if there's anyone that gets the hard copy still, I, I'm not trying to say anything, but, um, <laughs> you know, we just have to be more integrated because there are so many more tools at our disposal and it makes us stronger as professionals. I know sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming. You know, you don't have to be an expert in every single area, but we do have to be aware that they exist and understand how our piece plays into the bigger communication strategy. I love that. I love the integrated messaging because I think that a part of where the disconnect is when I'm talking to brands, I'm sure you're hearing the same thing on your end where it's, well, we just want to do our website or we just want to update our copy or we just want to update our brand. And it's like, no, that's, I mean, it's across the board. It's kind of like here at Forest of the OBM, we do a lot of proposals. So if there's an acronym or a term that changes or somebody to switch out a team member out of a proposal, that means that we have to check the entire body of the content to make sure that we've taken out that person and replace it with the proper person and the title, et cetera. So it's like that. It's kind of like, you know, making sure that your entire marketing communications plan is consistent, cohesive, and it's working together. It's like cogs in a wheel. 
Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it too. I mean, if you think about a car, it wouldn't work with three wheels on it, right? So comms very much is the same. Like all the pieces have to be in place for it to be efficient. I don't know. I've seen some three car, three <laughs> three wheel cars here in Orlando, and I've actually seen a couple of memes with people like some sketchy cars going on. <laughs> They've got like a bike wheel in the front, and oh man, there's been some some crazy images of you know, but they don't work very well. They're yeah. duct taped. They're they're messy, and it's laughter. It's it's not too to really um, be of a serious vehicle for attracting the right audience. It's really attracting the wrong people because you're going to find people who find humor in it, but not really seriousness as a solution. So as business owners and, and serving other business owners, that's all we're doing. All of our clients are solving problems. So we need to make sure that, you know, we're doing that properly. Yeah. And it's good being holistic. So, you know, where those pieces fit where you were talking about the three wheeled car. I was thinking like, in my grunt brain, um, Jenga or Tetris kind of, you know, make sure all the pieces are lined up. They know where they're, where they're, how they work, uh, a basic idea and how everything flows because it just makes the whole process easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, as we're talking about the communication strategy and as I mentioned a little bit about copy messaging and what that looks like, that's obviously not just copy. It's copy, it's the colors, it's the brand, everything that's encompass of a brand. So how how did we connect the dots in that? You know, what are some of the tips that you could share with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So let me start by saying, I think communications as a function in a business is probably one of the more subjective areas. So it's not like finance where one plus one always equals two. Communications is an art, but there is a science component too, right? PR and marketing professionals, we're trained not only on the tactical side, on how to write things, how to design things, how to you know p- pull things together, but we're also taking um, courses on theory, on human behavior, psychology. And so the strat- when we talk about strategy and when we talk about messaging, those items very much are a guide. They are a roadmap. They tell the business what to do, when to do, how to do it. And probably the most important thing is why we're doing it. And if it's a solid strategy and, it, and your messaging is um, a, a solid messaging framework, it's backed by research and data that informs the plan, right? So we're not just sitting at our computer and just waiting for the inspiration to come to us. You know, we're doing the research, we're looking at the data, we're looking at how people are reacting to the social posts, we're looking at how they're interacting with the website, we're looking at how the stories are framed in the media, and then we use that to develop the plan. So for organizations, if they're doing it on their own, I would say start with research. Start with the research and start with what you have, and then from there you can determine, okay, this is what we're currently doing, Maybe this piece is not working, so let's try this. So it's very much a almost a cyclical uh, process, right? We start with the research, we de- develop the plan, we activate that plan, check to see if it's working, right? Kind of go back and forth, and then start. It starts all over again. That's an ideal setting. You did a really good job of explaining that. I think that that's exactly how 
it needs to work successfully is going back and, and doing the research, but then also as you're testing it out, you're doing that EB testing, you're you're evaluating what that data looks like when you push certain buttons and you you say one thing or you say another thing with the same um, piece of images or whatever. We take that information and we put it back into our theory. So it's a living thing that is constantly growing and evolving. So it's there's no wrong way to get started. Yeah. It's just you have to get started. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. It is it is living and breathing, right? Because like you said, the tools that we use, the systems that are available, they're always changing. So we have to be nimble and be able to change as well. Really the the thing that is, I don't want to say constant, but sort of keeps us on track is that plan because the plan will outline these are our measurable objectives and i'm gonna say that again these are our measurable objectives not just we're going to we want a sold out show no we want to get x amount of tickets by x date in order to hit x goal so that we have those numbers to track and to keep us honest you know it's a, it's a creative science creative science yeah i should coin that term and even if you succeed, you want to you want to know amplify that, but also know why you're succeeding because maybe there's some factors that might or may not change. So if it's not hitting the goals, you're gonna find out, and you know, like you were saying, A/B testing to see what works and what doesn't. So the, the theory's there. Having that purpose and that reason for businesses, I think that's newer in these last couple of decades than was previously. I think they're more concerned about establishment having more of a credential or background sort of aspect, but then knowing why, you know, that the human aspect. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think creative science, is that is that how you phrase it? Yeah. I love that. You might you might definitely might want to coin that. <laughs> you might have to. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna just post post it right now on on uh, Instagram just to make sure that I got it somewhere. But um no, I, I think as we're talking about, you know, messaging and trying to give some permission to start wherever we are in the journey because it is a process. It's not going to happen overnight and we have to build consistency. So I had a conversation with a client, you know, a few weeks ago about his plan to attract more people to his website because that's really a validation in the industry and so that they could call, they could do the call to action, they could do something after that. And he said, well, why don't we do some ads, you know, some Facebook ads and social media ads? And I said, okay, so why do you want to do the ads? Why do you feel like that's the right thing to do? And just in the explanation, you know, I did the five whys with him, right? You know, so why this, why that, why this? just to kind of get to the root of the problem that he feels like he has that he can get solved with ads, social media ads, and came down to, I just don't have time to go to networking events. So I feel like I can attract the same people online as if I was at a networking event. And so just explaining to him, like that's a completely different vehicle for yeah. marketing and business development. And that ads are a great way to remind that you're there, but you have to be intentional about doing research on where your audience hangs out. I know that that's like, um, some people are like, oh, of course, you know, of course we have to do the research, you know, businesses are on LinkedIn and, and younger folks are on Instagram. Like that, yes, maybe so kind of, sort of, there's a lot of gray area on social media. Like you said in the beginning, you know, Meta is making a lot of changes often. So Knowing that there's changes happening on the back end, we have to be 
cognizant of reevaluating whether or not we need to inject something new to it to stay ahead. And so that we don't have still content, but then we're also, we're connecting with our audience, no matter what they're going through. I'm, you know, I know people don't want to talk about it, but we had, we had a pandemic guys. And so that pandemic impacted everyone. And through that, there were stories that would have never happened in this industry had it been for a pandemic. So that means that our audience shifted, their mindset change shifted, their changes in theory and the way that they consume information has changed. So we have to change with them. And so it's an ongoing conversation, that messaging. And I think that that's, you know, that ties us back into as it relates to messaging and, and creating a strategy, but the storytelling. When you're talking about the why, what story do we want to tell? Through the pandemic, there were some a lot of changes in the industry. There were mergers and acquisitions where companies were just kind of hanging their hats or going with another company to to continue to grow their business and, and support their teams as a family. And so we saw that across the country. And what I think needs to be said there is about the people that experienced that internally and what that meant, not only for their clients, but for their teams. Like, what does that mean? You are forcing someone to merge with another team. So what does that mean? And, and I think that that's a story that's authentic, but it's differentiated enough to be really engaging for that audience. Yeah, I, I'm kind of glad you went down the storytelling avenue, so to speak, because when we talk about organizations that are developing their PR strategy and what should it look like and how does it fit into their overall plan, I think one of the first questions they have to ask is, who are we and what do we stand for? Being able to define those questions, hopefully, will guide you in 80 to 90 percent of the decisions that you're making because it is very easy especially on the comm side right we're not talking operations finance legal but on the comm side it is very easy to jump on a bandwagon and to jump on something that is trending that has nothing to do with the identity of your organization and your audience will be able to tell if it is true to you then yes let's let be bold about it and include it in your work and add it as part of the strategy. But if it's not, then it's not. And, and that's okay too. But, you know, we have to be honest and not not sway depending on which way the wind blows. Wow. So you said something. Yeah, that, that touched my heart. And um, I feel the same way. I feel it's the B word. It's boundaries. It's, yes. It's really what I'm willing to share, what I want to share, and what I'm willing to like consume, like put back into my organization. So I love that. I love that. So like help us understand, help our, our audience help understand like what what do we need to do to get to that stage where we can actually have those type of conversations with decision makers in our organization. Ooh, that's yeah. a hard, hard, hard yeah. Hard. So I mean in an ideal world, PR and marketing function, they have a seat at the table. So they are not, this is, and, and sometimes this is how I see it. Decisions are made, then they pass it on to the communications team and they say implement. That's wrong. What should be happening is that PR and communications, they're at the table while the team is trying to figure out where they should go. Because oftentimes at those early stages, we're able to figure out, mm -mm, that's not going to work. Um, two weeks from now, maybe we should hold 
and do this six months from now. You know, even though it makes sense from an operational standpoint, based on what we're seeing in terms in terms of audience sentiment and just the current news cycle, this would be a bad idea. And so that's why it's so important that we're involved at the onset of certain ideas, transitions, expansions, anything that, you know, would make audience sort of say, huh? Like, why did they do that? Like, comms should be at the table to help guide and navigate leadership as they make those decisions. And not to say that leadership can't do it themselves, because they, I can figure it out. This is, I know what, I've been in this right. industry for 40 years, blah, blah, blah. But the comms in marketing, we have the pulse on the market. We know what's happening five, 10 months. So we can be like, okay, this is coming. This is impacting people. We have to be, we have to be ready for this. No, I completely agree. I completely agree with the importance of really just defining what those, the B word, the boundaries, which a lot of people don't like talking about, or a lot of people like breaking. And then they are frustrated and upset that they allow that to sway, but it helps you align yourself with your clients. I want to make sure our audience hears that. What we're sharing today, communication strategy, messaging, and the importance of storytelling, it really is the, the core principles to identifying your organization's differentiation, making them stand out amongst the sea of sameness. It's really figuring out who we are and what we stand for and how we want to show up in the space, opposed to let's see what our competitors are doing and try to mimic or do a slightly better um, job at it. That's not how we do that. That's not how we sell. And that's quite frankly, is going to slow our, our process and our progress along. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and honestly, PR and marketing is oftentimes the conscious of the organization, right? And to your point, it's not as though the council is, no, you can't do this. It's really, does this align with our mission? Because, you know, when if I'm counseling a client, it's not that Wendy says, it is, this is what your mission says. This is what your history says. And this is what your audience has historically said. So as an organization, you have to answer to that. This is not about, you know, my thoughts or through our communications and what we think. We are assessing the data, we're assessing the current landscape, and then we provide the recommendations based on that. Well, it's important to have a good foundation, start with those basic principles, because you want to be true to those principles and be there to guide them. And also, if they're, the leadership's hard head and they want to get a message out, you're there to massage it, so make sure that it's more palatable and receptive to the audience to know so you're, in a sense, looking out for them and looking out for the company and making sure that those values are like You are the conscience, like you said, of the company. Yes, agreed, 100%. All right, well, this is great. I mean, I'm so glad we had a chance to talk with you and you know, share your insight and your valuable experience with our audience. I think that this is where we need to, to start and grow from as a community of young professionals that are just growing in the built industry. And so this is exciting. We have to have you back on. We'll definitely have to have you back on and talk more about PR and just communications in general. This is Achilles heel of the industry. So we definitely need to start healing that. Yeah, absolutely. I am glad to be here again. Thank you so much for the invitation. And it's it's fun, right? So it's, it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day -day and you're just hitting the ground running every day. But to sit back and sort of talk about what we do 
and analyze and ask the questions, are, are we doing the right thing? Like it, it's important to hit pause. Maybe one of the most important lessons, you know, I've learned in the career is taking time to pause, taking time to plan. And then lastly, beginning with the end in mind. You know, if the entire team knows where we're going, no matter what shifts happen in between the process, we'll still be able to get back on the same page and go in one direction. So good. So good. Well, thank you again. So let everybody know how to connect and reach out to you. Sure. Um, they can visit my website, jarellcommunications.com. That is J-A-R-E-L communications.com. Or I am on Twitter at Wendy Jarrell. Awesome. And we'll make sure to put some uh, in our show notes links to get directly to Wendy and social media and our website. And we thank you again for being a part of Fortis Faceline. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your expertise. All right, audience. So we'll see you in next episode. We've got a lot more coming down pike just to support and help you grow in your marketing and your business development role in professional direction. So we just thank you so very much and see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Do you need to improve your marketing department and don't know where to start? Fortis OBM offers in-person and virtual one-on-one and group training. Our coaching programs are designed specifically for the marketing department of one and onboarding new team members who are new to the industry. We teach mindset, marketing, and strategy, providing immediate value to your company and marketing department. Whether you're struggling to prioritize your marketing initiatives or need help onboarding a new team member, we have the right solutions for you. To learn more, go to www.fortisobm.com.